So for example, if you're playing a farm build game on mobile, right? And if you have this, a farm in, let's say, a MMORPG that you're playing, let's say World of Warcraft, and you have a farm in there, you can also sync those states from your account in Farmville, let's say, and your farm in World of Warcraft. It's just like how open gaming will happen, in my opinion, in the future. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. We have the latest episode of the Inside Crypto Show, interviews and discussion with regular people like yourselves. Today, we are joined by Anik Tang, CEO and co-founder of Reniverse. Reniverse is the only end-to-end -end gaming solution that brings gaming asset interoperability, multi-chain support, and cutting-edge in-game advertising to any game. Before we dive into it, Anik, tell us about yourself. Hi, thank you for having me here today. I'm very excited to be part of this podcast. So actually, I've been in the space for quite some time now in crypto terms since 2015. And my endeavor started right after I graduated university in Boston. I studied finance, computer science, and went straight into being part of a team that created the first cryptocurrency derivatives exchange in 2015. That exchange has been bought out by private investors in 2016. And then I still continued my endeavors in the blockchain space and merged it with my interest in gaming. After that an exchange was acquired, we decided to, uh, with my previous co-founder to join the Riot API competition, where we created this software that would allow for 1v1 matchmaking system in that competition. And we actually brought that software into first blood for which we ran one of the first ICOs in the space. And to this day, First Blood is the only scalable tournament organization platform out there for AAA games like Dota 2, League of Legends, Call of Duty, PUBG. And also when I exited that, that company, we also started integrating lots of mobile games into it. So I have experiences merging blockchain technology with gaming for a while already since 2016. And in 2021, I decided to still continue pursuing my interest in gaming and blockchain. And this time, at that time, I truly saw the value of how blockchain technology can be used in traditional industries. And I truly believe in how Web3 technology is fundamentally needed for the future of gaming, where everything is, is going to be around true ownership of assets, assets mobility, and all the things that fundamentally needed by by gamers. So yeah, and at Reniverse nowadays, we have been building for close to two years now. We have a team of 18 people and building cutting edge products around assets interoperability, making sure that game items can be mobile across multiple games. We're not just enabling it, but we're also building the use cases for that as one of the use case is native advertisement within games. So brands can create the branded assets, put it on Reniverse and games can integrate it into their direct gameplay environments, which is the next generation of types of advertisement. Yeah, it's super exciting for us. That is super exciting. You've said a lot of cool things and especially I'm a big gamer and you mentioned Riot as well. And I think most gamers know who Riot is. You mentioned a lot of cool terms. One of the things you just said, Anik, was gamers need this. But I think we live in Asia, right? And I know for 14 years, Asian gamers and paying for things and monetization and in-game advertising, is, it's powerful, of course, it's standard, it's normal. I think Western gamers, you lived in America, I lived in America 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Struggle with this idea. How do we convince them that this is needed in gaming? So for Asia, it's a little bit easier, as you said, fundamentally, 
that's why in actually in Asia, gacha games are super big. People spend a lot of time, a lot of money, hmm. and they believe in the possessing of the items that in digital worlds nowadays already. I do think that in the Western worlds, people are not far from that as well. So that also explains why CSGO um, skin market is so big on that front, right? However, even though it's not even on blockchain yet, and even though it's not being truly owned, totally in digital sense of it, people are already spending a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of things around the existing assets there. So I do believe that for gamers, it's not really about convincing them as much, but it's about educating them on how blockchain enables that true ownership, how blockchain enables that mobility, and how blockchain enables the better experienced and enriched gaming experience for them. Fundamentally, we believe that it's already there. It's just about to be discovered and how us as companies within the blending of crypto space and gaming are going to be delivering the products to uncover all of those value for the end user gamers and the game developers as well. I like that. And I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Education definitely seems to be the key. Yeah. I did a podcast this morning and I was talking about a blockchain game that I play and I was explaining to my co-hosts who are ambivalent. They're not really sure about blockchain gaming, why this is so cool, why it's almost the same as a regular gaming in terms of playing an MMO, paying 10 US dollars per month. And on a blockchain game, you could actually pay less and still have a good time. But let's talk about Reniverse. And I want you to come at this from two perspectives. I'm a regular user. I'm watching your podcast on YouTube next week or next week, right? And I'm like, okay, what Anik's saying is cool. I want to check out Reniverse. And then I'm a developer. I'm like, oh, okay. I make games already. I think I could put my next game using Reniverse. Or explain Reniverse from the developer and from the user perspective. Yes. So actually at Reniverse, we are making a point so that our products and our integration flows directly fit in the development flow of traditional games. So it's very easy for any Web2 studio to actually get started with using Reniverse. Our product is really easy to use from a developer's perspective for game developers. This has happened in a way that we ran this big hackathon in India. We had 16,000 participants for that. Wow, uh, congratulations. Online, and which yielded 200 different games submitted by game developers using our technology, which yielded 100 actually quite quality games in the amount of time that they were able to build those. So we actually make it a point, again, to make sure that it fits into the game developer's flow. And uh, our product consists of SDK that is built on Unity Engine. We'll have also Unreal Engine in the future. And we make it point, again, some of our competitors um, also do have those types of SDK. But if you look into those SDKs, you can see how it's still web-free native. All the terms, all the endpoints, their names of, okay, this is the Ethereum API, this is Polygon API, and it's all in the SDK themselves. And when a game developer not knowing anything about crypto tries to use that SDK, they would need to learn so much more. While on our front, it's really about, okay, creation of the account, what parameters are in the account. So we make it a point so that it's super friendly for them. And it's about the product delivery. It's about the format of the product. And as we build out more features and more functionalities, we make sure that we expand on that user friendliness for all the functionalities. The game developers care about how easy to use it is and also 
why do I need these blockchain features or, or things in my game? How does it help me? So it's not just about enablement. It's also about for us, the products and the functionalities we make is about how do we make your game better and how do we make you also capture the value of this? So that's why we are rolling out the advertisement modules, all the things that the upgraded advertisement modules in gaming, right? The main revenue streams are either microtransactions, selling of the items to the users, loot boxes and all of that. And also of course, advertisement, but advertisement experience right now in the space is actually quite bad, especially when you play mobile games, you play the game and suddenly it blocks your experience <laughs> while you play, blocks your gameplay. And it probably doesn't show you the relevant ads that you like as a gamer, in addition to the fact that it blocks you from playing the game. And with Renaverse, we're making sure that the functional part of advertisement is there. And it's also a part of the gameplay itself. So gamers are actually not distracted from those ads and because they are as part of the gameplay and part of the environment, it's much easier for them to interact with it and more engaged with the ad, making it, uh, the ads much more effective and efficient. Just to summarize, we're making sure our tech is easy to be integrated, easily understandable by game developers, but also all the functionalities around it, make sure that game developers and studios actually hit their business objectives. Okay. And what about regular users, people who are not developers, who want to check out Reniverse, who want to get involved? Is that still a possibility or is Reniverse more catering for developers? So ultimately our goal is to improve the lives of gamers, to enrich the game experiences for gamers. And at the end of the day, you do it from game developers. And we have the set of tools also, or portal and the backpacks for your next generation of assets for gamers. And all the gamers that's part of it will be able to access the functionalities of interoperability, transfer cross games or transfer cross accounts, the items that they are getting in the ecosystem as well. And in the future, all of those assets are also compatible across different parties as well. For example, we make it a point so that the mobility of our assets is also not just only in Reniverse, but also let's say right now there is just marketplaces for those items. So we are compatible with OpenSea, we're compatible with Blur. So nice. we're making sure that at the end of the day, it's about unlocking the mobility. It's about adding more utility to the items that you have. So for a regular gamer or for a regular user, Renderverse is, is going to be a place where you can access all of that mobility and utility. Nice. That sounds fantastic. We were supposed to schedule this podcast like two weeks ago. And so I talked to our audience. I'm like, hey, Anik Dang from Renverse has come on, check out the website. What do you guys think? And I know one of the most common thoughts or comments I got from our audience was, hey, is Renverse like Roblox, but for Web3? So I said, okay, I'd ask the question. I'm sure you get this comparison a lot. Are you aiming to be like a Roblox at some point? In a sense, we are aiming to be an enabler for other games to be like Roblox. That's actually a very good question because Roblox was one of the first platforms that were running tests for native in-game advertisement. And Roblox has been running it for half a year already. And it has shown that those types of ads are more preferable to gamers. And also they are 20% more effective in conversion rates wow. and the engagement rates compared to previous types of ads. So where we are at here is that Roblox is already pushing the success of these types of ads, but where Renover stands is that any game now can have these types of ads. 
So Rediverse is an enabler for any game to be part of this future of technological advancement in advertisement and gaming as well. That's awesome. And I really like that answer. Gaming is probably one of the most competitive spaces on it. So you're a passionate gamer, of course. And why make this difficult choice? Or maybe it's not difficult for you because you do have that passion. Why did you say, okay, I'm going to compete with all the existing Web3 competition and the Web2 competition and do this difficult thing? Is that something that yourself, you're just driven to, you're just passionate about, I have to do this because I really care. Yes, I think you summarized it very well in terms of, I, I truly care about this, but also I do not see it as competition, but rather how do we add value to this whole space? And I see that with our know-how and with our abilities, we will be able to do it very well. And the way how Rendiverse is going to position itself is that we are enabler. We are enabler and facilitator of this new technology adoption through showing why it is valuable. Like our product offering is focused on for games to capture the value of this, of these features, of this new feature. It's not just about enablement. It's also about helping everyone reach their objectives. So that's why I decided to do this. And I already touched on this, right? We're gamers. We truly see the fundamental value of this. And I see it from the perspective of being in the blockchain space already and being also in the gaming space already at the same time. So for us and for me, how I can see it is that it is a matter of time when gamers realize this. It's going to take some time, some education, but when they do understand this already, it's going to be just a domino effect. And Web3 features and Web3 fundamentally is something that's super valuable for gamers. And lots of game studios, big game studios also see this, but there's certain stigma around crypto has been for the past year with all of the events happening. So people are still like on the back foot. Sometimes people are conflating the idea of, okay, crypto as a token and then crypto and how it would make a game better. They're still conflating that, but there's truly fundamental value in merging blockchain and in-game items and all the things that can happen in the games with blockchain. We talk a lot about game items, but blockchain can also help with shared gameplay states where games can share their states across each other. So for example, if you're playing a farm build game on mobile, right? And if you have this a farm in, let's say, a MMORPG that you're playing, let's say World of Warcraft, and you have a farm in there, you can also sync those states from your account in Farmville, let's say, and your farm in World of Warcraft. It's just like how open gaming will happen, in my opinion, in the future. That is amazing because I know regular gamers might be thinking about the idea of cross-play, right? Where we were like, okay, finally, PlayStations, Xboxes, Switches, Steam Decks, Aces, RG Allies, we're all going to be able to play together. But 10 years later... The idea of crossplay is still very minimal, and I love the idea of that open gaming state. Anik, you've been building for two years, and I think Reniverse is this amazing idea, and the website says a lot of amazing things, but hearing it from you really does justice. What are some of the challenges you've faced in going in the direction you're going? What are some of the hurdles you've had to overcome? Yes, actually, I think we have figured certain things out. When we talk about borderless gaming and open gaming and interoperability across games, a lot of it, it was about, okay, how do I benefit from this as a game? Games like to have closed ecosystem. It's much easier for them to capture value in there. 
And it's going to take some time for them to open up to this new idea of open gaming. So the business model question is a big question usually. So we approach it the way that, okay, how do we use this technology for the benefit of game developers first? And that's why we decided to apply this use case for upgraded borderless ads. It's the first order of business for us. Also, in terms of advertisement, it's the most obvious way for them to make money, most familiar way. So it's easier for them to get started with borderless gaming features. But it easily translates to open gaming as well. It easily translates to cross game items and all of that. And they can gradually upgrade to that. And what borderless gaming helps is it promotes and facilitates collaboration across games. It promotes collaboration and cooperation with games and different types of IPs. So this facilitation and breaking of the borders around digital worlds and in terms of games or in terms of IP makes it so many, there's so many options to monetize and capture value on that. For example, you are a creator, right? You hold really valuable IP, especially like in the NFT space, there's been so many NFT collections created that have no value whatsoever. And those teams can't really just jump in and make game or create utility around it. But what they can do is pretty much, okay, open up this IP for other developers to use uh, in their development efforts for their game. The game will get access to the community around those IP already. And those IP holders will get added utility in the games built around that IP. And the Renderverse makes it easy that this IP can be scaled to multiple games. So it's the same way, it's the same approach for us as we did with the branded assets. It's going to take some time to warm up. It's going to take some time to also educate on new business models and the way of capturing the value of this open economy. And we are here to push it forward. Nice. And definitely the education part is going to be key. Anik, we've talked about the games, right? But I was wondering if you're able to share what kind of games you've been dealing with, what kind of games are moving into the blockchain space that you've interacted with, or how do you feel about blockchain games? Who is currently working with the Reniverse? And again, you don't have to mention names, but roughly speaking, so that gamers can get excited. Yeah, actually in the space of Web2 games and games in general, the producers of gamers, big producers, game studios, you can see the Epic Games, they are coming out of Web3 games. You can see the Japanese producers, they are coming out with Web3 games and big gacha games producers in Korea come to us are also on the same track. Big Indian game uh, publishers, and they also truly see the value of integrating these new features into their games for enriched experiences, for enriched and better user retention rates as well. And for Reniverse and for those game studios, it's just a matter of time when it's about the whole industry into educating and pushing things out so that gamers actually get to experience that added utility and added value. And for Reniverse, we actually work with a lot of these types of game studios. We also are going to be a provider of borderless ads for this publicly listed in the United States. They have this launcher launching and they have 70 different games coming out by the end of this year. So stay tuned. Congratulations. Uh, yes. Yeah. Even though the crypto went down, but the fundamental value of Web3 in gaming is being seen by industry incumbents. And it's getting there. It's going there. It's going to hit us very soon as well. It's just nice. a matter of time. 
I totally agree with you. Just a matter of time. Like I always give the example of I used to play a Blizzard card game Hearthstone for 10 years and I just stopped it this year and I spent $200 per year for 10 years and I stopped my $2,000 is gone, right? There's no moving my assets around. There's no reclaiming my cards. If I wanted to, I could still log in, install the game, look at my cards. I'm like, okay, cool. And then that's it. But I don't have the value. What I also wanted to ask as well, Anik, is I'm in Taiwan, you're in Vietnam as well. And the perception here for crypto is just people accepting, okay, this is what it is. I accept it, right? When it comes to blockchain gaming though, I don't know too many people. I think I probably know two people, I guess, in my 14 years in Taiwan who are playing blockchain games besides me. What about Vietnam? What's the thoughts about crypto? What are the thoughts about blockchain gaming there? So actually, crypto penetration in Vietnam is super, super high. Everyone knows about crypto and also the internet coverage and the usage of smartphones and the internet in Vietnam is at close to good 94, 95% of the population, even in rural Vietnam as well. So crypto is very big in Vietnam and gaming as well in general. But those two things are currently a little bit separate, not just in Vietnam, but on the whole world. I would say there is no good game yet that's appealed to traditional gamers in the space. So I don't think there's anyone playing blockchain games for the true value of blockchain in the game as well. So that's going to be coming soon. It's going to take some time. And if you think about blockchain gaming and blockchain features in games, it's only came up to be like for the past two years or so, but it takes very long time to make a very good game, even in traditional game. If you think about Genshin Impact, right? It's been... Yeah. It took so long to make that game. They spent so, so much time for a studio that has been in the gaming space for decades, right? So it is a matter of time for us to see a really high quality game that is going to be coming from incumbent Web2 studios or Web2 developers, indie game developers that has these blockchain features. And yes, sadly speak, there's, there's none yet right now, but they're all in development, which is very exciting. That is exciting. I should have asked this earlier as well as I know we've talked about this theme of education and helping people move from web two to web three from like a user perspective, but especially for Reniverse from a company perspective with your current team size, do you think you're able to help hold the hands of developers and say, Hey, this is how you do this in web three or how you bridge web two to web three. Is this something you're actively doing and communicating back and forth between teams and helping them get used to it? Or is this something you're, you're providing the SDKs and the documentation and occasional communication or is this like a daily thing so for us like we actually have a strategy on pushing web3 technology into education we're actually partnering up with lots of universities and we actually yes we're actually partnering up with lots of universities to include sdk into their curriculum and one of the universities we just got accepted for the curriculum is the number one university in saudi arabia so in september will be visiting their campus and meeting the royal family of Saudi Arabia as founding members uh, there. So the initiatives for us is to push this technology into official educational academic channels. And for King Saud University, we'll be having the curriculum starting in spring 2024. And we have more uh, universities to come as well. Yes, we take it very seriously to push the educational side of things for the future of gaming so that it's widespread as, as widespread as possible. And to add to that, we actually have our in-house game developer, right, is actually a professor at university as well. 
of, of course. Yes. So we take it very seriously on our fronts. Nice. And like you said a lot of things about Renaverse, and I was wondering, we're in August, right? It's middle of August. It's going to be September. What's the long-term plan or long-term vision from your perspective, right? As the co-founder and CEO, where do you want to be next year? Yeah, so by next year, so as I already said, our first order of business is solve business objectives, which is borderless ads. And within next quarter, we're pushing out the first batch of, of technologies that would allow games to integrate their advertisement services, branded assets in the game. So we would love to onboard as many games as possible to Renaverse. And from there, we'll be expanding more functionalities on top of that on that existing game, game space. So by next year, we would love to see hundreds and hundreds of active games already that has and are benefiting from the Renaverse technology. Great. So that is short term, but in the long term, we want to be a platform that allows for games to capture the value of this next generation of assets, next generation of gaming, and we'll build all the tools around to facilitate all of that and help with that transition. I wish you the best of luck. I think gaming needs it. And it, it is almost going to be lunchtime or close to lunchtime there, so I don't want to keep you too long. It's been a fantastic podcast. I really appreciate your time and especially all your expertise. It's so nice to have a guest who's so fully passionate about gaming and blockchain at the same time. Before we end off today's podcast, I always like to leave guests a chance to, if it was anything your marketing manager told you to mention that you haven't mentioned or anything you'd like to mention about Renaverse or yourself, the floor is yours. Pearls of wisdom, all open to say whatever you want. Okay. Thank you very much for this, for this opportunity, for sure. It's always great to be able to share my excitement, our vision for the future of gaming to everyone. And honestly, again... Just to close here, right now, Web3 has always been building for Web3, like the past growth market and everything. It does seem like Web3 projects were building for other Web3 projects. But this time, I truly see how Web3 is building, not just incumbents, right? They're building for the incumbents that are ready to accept this change. That's the thing. That's the difference this time for the gaming space and for the future of blockchain. So. It's really exciting for me, and that's why we're still building. That's why we are going to be pushing this forward to the best of our abilities with everyone. Nice. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. Hopefully, we can speak in a few months or next year sometime and see how things are going, especially you mentioned the brand awareness advertising, and that's going to be really cool. Anik, so I'm going to have Renaverse is socials down. I know you're on LinkedIn. Is there any other place for people to follow you or is just LinkedIn the better place? Yes, LinkedIn will be the best. Okay, cool. So of course, Renaverse, for sure, you first, and then I'll put your LinkedIn there. Does Renaverse have a YouTube channel? Are you doing videos, like talking to people every now and then? We will be, actually, that's a good question. We will be having a YouTube channel, educational YouTube channel as well in the future. Okay, yes. so people can keep an eye for that. Probably follow the Renaverse on Twitter and then um, yes. when the channel launches, I can know and everyone else can know at the same time. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, Anik, thank you so much for your time and I hope the audience enjoyed what you said today. I know they did. I did as well. And we'll catch up next year sometime. Thank you so much. Thank you too.